0: Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're here to spook ya, we're here to scare ya, we're here to have a good time. Don't want to count my chickens before they're hatched. But I have a good feeling about this one, William, how you doing tonight?
1: Kristen, I'm feeling just fine. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. I'm wearing my sweatpants. (laughs) Nice, good, good, good. It's like wearing a sleeping bag.
0: That's right, on (laughs) each leg. A sleeping
1: bag for each leg.
0: (laughs) A bifurcated sleeping bag.
1: Uh, I feel like the optimal conditions to listen to this show Mm -hmm. are... In
0: a sleeping bag? Well, kind like of in sort under of the like stars.
1: When, when you've got like a blanket up over your head mm. and there's thunder crashing outside, yeah. you get to listen to a couple of spooky stories.
0: Yeah. I, I think that we're a little bit too goofy for that. No. I don't think I would feel like it. I I, I, I'm looking for a real scary like freak me out podcast if I'm doing that.
1: I bet a lot of people get terrified listening <laughs> to us.
0: <laughs> I like where your head's at, but like. I don't think it's like snugly yeah. enough. It's more like <laughs> probably.
1: Traffic. Well, welcome back to another yes. episode. Every week, Kristen and I sit down and mm-hmm. tell each other another terrifying story, whether that's explaining a monster, an urban legend, a real life paranormal event, or just kind of talking about something that we consider generally frightening. Yeah. Uh, this show comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps. You can watch it on youtube.com slash We even put up additional additional visual aids mm-hmm. so you can see. The things that we are talking about. Yeah, it's cool. And we do a live stream. We record Guide to the Unknown live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on facebook.com slash hmm That's right. Just to get everybody up to speed. Yeah. Now, with that all out of the way, why don't we just jump right into it?
0: All right, great. With both
1: feeties. It's topic time. And cool. And Kristen, William. I think it's your turn to go first.
0: I think you're right. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> William, do you know anything about the Bridgewater Triangle?
1: The Bridgewater Triangle, Bridgewater, New Jersey? No, no,
0: Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Wow, what's up with Massachusetts and triangles? Wasn't the other one the? No, that was Vermont. The Bennington Triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the answer is nothing. But okay. if it's anything like the uh, Bennington Triangle and the Bermuda Triangle, I bet people went missing. <laughs>
0: No, nobody's missing in this one. Really? Just a lot of really weird paranormal activity in a triangular area. Because really nice? I yeah.
1: was almost I was almost gonna say, I don't know why they're called triangles constantly, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that people go missing. And famously, yeah. Pythagoras taught us that A squared times B squared equals C squared, you're always trying to solve for this mysterious unknown third side, implying that something is always missing in a triangle.
0: Are you being serious about that being the reason? Okay. All right. Just making sure.
1: <laughs> um, I thought of it. I mean, it's no more serious than the fact that it is. I thought of that.
0: Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because it's a triangle-shaped area. Okay. Like fair, fair in, you know, the area that things happen, you could just draw a triangle.
1: You know what my favorite triangle is? What the Italian triangle pizza.
0: mine too have you ever seen the commercial for Pirello tours by any chance no okay never mind Sicilian
1: Triangle (laughs) sorry
0: I've gotten lost in many a Sicilian Triangle Yeah, there's no (laughs) coming back from that um So the Bridgewater – you know what's funny? I actually know, like, nothing about the Bermuda Triangle except that people disappear. I'm going to have to do that sometime. I really couldn't tell you, like, anything about it. You're doing all the lesser triangles. I am. I know. It's weird. Okay. So I found out about the Bridgewater Triangle but didn't do a ton of research about it years ago. And I'm just mentioning it because you guys can look up the way that I found out about it. Um, There's a podcast called Spooky South Coast that's a paranormal podcast in and about Massachusetts. I actually think it's a radio show. Oh, cool. And I'm actually, now that I'm saying this, not 100% sure that it's current. It very well may be. Yeah. But um, you can still find it because I listened to the episode today that I listened to back then. But back when I started listening to podcasts, there weren't, not to be all like, uh, well, I actually knew them first, but there weren't that many, as, at least especially paranormal podcasts. Yeah. And Spooky South Coast was one of the first that I found. And um, they did an episode about the the Bridgewater Triangle, and I always thought it was super, super cool. So I went back to listen to it. Cool. So um, this was fun to research because of that. Um, it was an episode from February twelfth, two 2006. And if you just look up um, Bridgewater Triangle, Spooky South Coast, you-, you should be able to find it. Um, it didn't have an episode number. So if you want to just scroll back until you're in the 06s. sixes, yeah, you just got
1: to scour to find it.
0: Yeah, or I bet you Google it and find a link. Yeah. But this was kind of fun because um, – They have an. The episode is an interview with a guy who made a documentary about the Bridgewater Triangle and um, this guy who has a website about the Bridgewater Triangle. And he was super, he was like a super, and I say this in a complimentary way, nerd about the Bridgewater Triangle. He was like really all about it and kind of like a folklorist and historian for it. Cool. Um, so this was an old episode, like I said, and when I went to go visit his website, because I was like, you know what? This guy is all about this. I'm just going to use his website for my research, basically. Um, his website hasn't been updated since 2014, but don't really care. Sure. Um, so I pulled a little bit from other sources, but this is mostly from his website, and it's one of the things that... I've done the show before and I've talked about liking it on the show. Um, just like a self-made website that's kind of imperfect and it's just so obviously a labor of love Yeah, Um, he's just so into it and he has all these quotes from people who have emailed him um, their stories from the Bridgewater Triangle and even those not dissimilar to like the um, what was it the Willard Library the Haunted Library that I did like I love I'm gonna read some of those in their entirety or close to it because I love just hearing the people's personalities in them and like imagine this cast of characters and how they all kind of come together around this like weird freaky thing in their midst.
1: Yeah, bonding about something that is confusing and unknowable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and
0: excited to tell somebody else, because a lot of them, it seems like they experienced this thing, and they were like, oh god, what is this? I, I sound crazy, I'm not going to tell anybody, and they like, Find out, that, find out that this guy is a paranormal researcher because he's done some local interviews in the area and stuff and started emailing him. And they're like, oh, thank God I have somebody yeah. to talk to this about. Cool. Um, so br- the Bridgewater Triangle is an area in southeastern Massachusetts. And the Hockamock Swamp is in the center of it, both literally and figuratively. Like, it seems like the, um, activity is kind of like concentrated around there. A lot of stuff happens in that specific area, but the Bridgewater triangle as a whole, it has like residential, just normal areas, highways, but a lot of forest and park area. And this swamp seems like it's really huge. Um, The Hockabock Swamp was named by um, Native Americans, and it is said to mean either place where spirits dwell or devil's swamp.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: I know. Either one is good. And part of what's crazy about it is that it seems like basically almost every form of paranormal or just kind of like weird, freaky, legendary activity has been reported to be there. So it's like ghosts, cryptids, um ufos are a big one um there's cattle mutilation which is really sad and weird that's proven like that's like not you know that you're like oh an orb followed me and you could say that's not true right part of what's weird about the cattle mutilation is that there are no farms around or anything that have cattle so it seems like people must have like bought cattle at auction or something and brought them there to do sacrifices
1: I am confused. You're saying that cattle mutilation mm-hmm. as it pertains to this mystery or to aliens?
0: Yes. No, to this mystery.
1: Because I know that cows being abducted and experimented on yeah. is like part of the alien kind mm-hmm. of lore. Like South Park, obviously, yeah. like they did a lot about like...
0: yeah, Famously, South Park has well, taught us that... South, no, I know.
1: Yeah, so South Park did a lot of aliens. Yeah. Their aliens say moo. They go, moo, yeah. moo, 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 moo. Yeah. Because they study cows or whatever the hell. Yeah. So...
0: It's not about that in this. Okay. But I mean, maybe sometimes. You're saying
1: that cows actually did turn up dead yes, in this
0: area. Yes, 100%. And they seem to think, I mean, maybe because it's so concrete that it was um, – people doing rituals or some sort of like cult activity. Hmm. Um, Because it's really weird that it's not just like cattle in a farm that are all of a sudden mutilated. It's like people brought cattle to this weird area that some people consider sacred and some people consider a vortex. And it's known to have a lot of paranormal activity. And they find mutilated cattle.
1: That's insane.
0: I know. It's crazy. So I haven't seen the documentary about it. But in the interview on Spooky South Coast, the documentarian said that – they, I think, briefly, because um, it, it doesn't seem like a, sh- a shocky kind of documentary. He was talking about this, and he was like, "No, it's real. Like we showed in the documentary. Like there's mutilated cattle in the area. It's Ugh. really, really weird." And he's like, "I don't know if they're bought at auction and brought in. We don't know what, but it's like an actual thing." Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go by category of weird happening in the area. I'm going to start with UFOs. So in the episode of Spooky South Coast that I was listening to, this woman called in, and I'll go into it a little bit later, but in the Bridgewater Triangle, right at the, i what's the name again? The Hockamock uh, Swamp, there was this battle in the late 1600s called King Philip's War, and it was where um, the English were coming in to take the land from the Native Americans and be general jerks delicately and um killed a ton of native americans particularly from the let me see what the tribe is sorry it's the don't i have this wapanog okay um if i'm saying that right tribe um but anyway and so that's they are who um who named it? So this woman called in, and um, it was clearly an older woman, and she was like, Hi, "I'm just calling in because um, my neighbor is apparently a descendant of King Philip." So King Philip was the name of the chief of the Wapanog tribe. His real name, which just scrolled back down there. That's his um, his English given name, oh. and for some reason, which seems like weird and erasure-y to me, I think it's weird they call it King Philip's tribe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he liked going by King Philip or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm familiar with Krippendorf's Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's not quite the same.
0: As am I. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's that man? Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, yeah.
1: Krippendorf's Tribe. Yeah. Get it on VHS in Blockbuster.
0: And definitely nowhere else. And in, in no other format, yeah. I guarantee. <laughs> um, you
1: don't think Krippendorf's Tribe is on Blu-ray? I don't
0: think it made it. <laughs> I don't think it made it. Uh, so this woman called to say that her neighbor had told her that they were a descendant of King Philip and had some kind of story about it. It wasn't anything super crazy. And they're just talking to her and being nice. Like I said, just a radio show that has call-ins. And then she was like, you know, I actually haven't ever told anybody this, but like, while I have you guys of all people on the phone. And she said that there was a day that she called the state police because she looked out her window and there were all these, she she described them as ovals. She said like, I'm estimating, but let's say there were like, Eight on the short side inches by like maybe twenty four or something. These ovals that were like yellowish that were just in the sky and just moving. They seemed to be all in their own kind of grid. They weren't next to like they weren't touching each other or anything, but they're just circling. And you can see, she said, it was almost as though they were made of like twine wrapped up or something because you could see pieces of the sky in between the oval. You know oh, what I mean? That's awesome.
1: Like, yeah, almost as if they had like camouflage. Like, like yeah. cloaking, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when you think of like Wonder Woman's invisible jet, uh-huh. you can still kind of see it. It's yeah. invisible, but it's sort of like reflecting light around it a little teeny bit. Yes. Yeah, so you could just yeah. see a piece
0: of the sky. And so she said that she called and she's like, is that, has anybody else called you about this? Like, I'm seeing these things in the sky and they were like, no, we'll check up on it or whatever. And then she just never heard back about it. And she was like, I've literally never told anybody else besides the state police, but you know, thought I'd tell you right now. And yeah. I was like, that's sweet.
1: That is really cool. Um, it's almost like a flock of birds. You said that they were all like eight inches to 24 yeah. inches, something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. there were a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like little teeny UFOs right. that are like in Right. in like flying
0: V formation. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then this is one of the emails that the guy who runs the, I don't know if I mentioned what the website's name is. It's sellerwalls.com and it is slash was run by a guy named Chris Pittman. So this was an email that he received. And then he has a section that's called like witness accounts or something like cool. that. Um, Uh, I live on Route 140 in Taunton, pretty much on the point of the triangle. I've had a lot of strange things that happen where I live. But the strangest one was about one month ago. It was a Monday morning at 3 a.m. For some reason, I always automatically wake up at that time. Sometimes I fall back to sleep and sometimes I don't. I know they say that if you wake up at 3 a.m., that's like a spirit kind of time.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I, th- it's, I believe it's specifically 3 a.m. That's like, if you wake up at 3 a.m., that's like a thing.
1: I remember uh, when I was younger that I would get nervous around midnight because mm-hmm. I thought the witching, the witching hour, hour. Yeah. And yeah. then later I heard it was supposed to be 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I used to deliberately just try to stay up and like like for like two days in a row, whatever. And around 3 or 4 a.m., I'd always want to go outside because I had it in my head somehow that yeah. there was something happening out there.
0: That's pretty awesome. I've I've definitely, when I heard that first, that like the because same thing i was was like 12 o'clock is like cool and spooky yeah then i heard it was later and i always felt um jealous that i don't wake up spontaneously at 3 a.m yeah that'd be great (laughs) because it seems like cool like you're tapped in yeah but no i'm just snoozing
1: no (laughs) boring old tapped out
0: yeah (laughs) um so she said this time i wasn't going to fall asleep i was wide awake and bored so i just laid on the couch looking up out the window smoking a cigarette Well, all of a sudden, I saw a plane, a black triangle plane, and I thought to myself how quiet and slow the plane was, how close it was to my house. So I got nervous. My first thought was a stealth plane, and why was it flying around now? Terrorists, maybe. So I ran to the other side of my house, and there was nothing. It just disappeared. So when I went to work that morning, I looked up stealth bombers on the internet, and the stealth was not as triangular as I thought. But what I saw was perfectly triangular with lights underneath. So I looked up all military planes, nothing. So I took a chance and looked up UFO sightings and from what other people described, I think I saw what I think what I saw was a UFO. What scares me is that it was so close to my house. I told my husband and he believes me. He knows I don't make things up.
1: <laughs> my wife has never made yeah. anything up. <laughs> I know. She only speaks about true existing things.
0: I know that this is true. He, I believe her. <laughs> um, also, a policeman has said that he saw a triangular shaped thing, basically the same description. Huh. Um, one night when he was on patrol.
1: That sounds like it is the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's where the triangle comes from. Yeah, the triangle in the sky. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Area resident Courtney Cullen says she saw what she believes was a UFO in the summer of '99 while at a cookout in Bridgewater, named near Lake Nipponicket, a good portion of which is in the Hackmack Swamp. All right, this is really the good. The lake is in the swamp, apparently. Cool. oh maybe the lake is the town it's like the Wanna town like swimming. the town of like lake lake whatever is like by the swamp
1: want to go swimming out in old swamp
0: lake <laughs> i know they call it uh the nip for the nip. short mm. i found
1: that in another thing yeah weird
0: i know um so this is really good now remember this is in massachusetts suddenly there was a noise wicked loud Colin recalls and next there were lights in the sky no color but just bright lights they were descending fast like coming straight at the house behind where we were at the cookout and just as it seemed that the lights were going to crash into the house they darted sideways at unbelievable speed and soon they just disappeared but what I also remembered is that soon after we saw the lights more than one helicopter appeared in the sky in the area of where the lights were I don't know if these people flying the helicopters were looking for the lights or what (laughs)
1: I <laughs> love it. Men in black.
0: There were other reports I just read of helicopters in the area at very weird times and that were like quiet. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. Well, the good guys dressed in black, remember that. <laughs> just in case you're ever face to face, make contact.
0: I wrapped a lot of Wild Wild West by Will Smith last night. Really? Going to bed. I we didn't know wild, how much. Wild, wild, wild. Wild, wild West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Riders. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six guns. Why do
1: you know <laughs> Buffalo all Soldier, that?
0: look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress. <laughs> What's going on? Why do you Be know Be out it? of that dress when she meet Jim West. out <laughs> of that dress. I know. Yeah. Why do you know that one? I don't know. And I don't even know why. Ryan and I were just going to bed and I just was crawling into bed. I was like, wiki wiki wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, why did he stop making r- fun songs for every movie he was in? I
0: know, what a fun guy. It was a
1: period of time where he just kept doing sci-fi yes. type movies and then just making a bunch of songs for them, and it was great.
0: I know. Well, were there more besides Men in Black and Wild Wild West? There was. Was there an like Independence
1: I, Day song? Well, no. You know what? I guess it wasn't so much that he was making the song. I just noticed that it was weird that he was in so many supernatural paranormal things. Because he was in that. He was in Independence Day. He was in iRobot. Yeah. He just kept like doing like mega- Mega sci-fi after mega sci-fi for a long time. He's good at it. He maybe, he just,
0: maybe he likes it. I guess if I was randomly a movie star, call me Hollywood, I'd be like, yes, send me all your paranormal projects. I'll, I'll yeah. make
1: all of them. I guess that's probably true. Maybe but he yeah. likes it. Like, it seemed like he was on track to just make a song per movie. It was <laughs> yeah. really disappointing that he didn't keep going. And then even when they did Men in Black 3, he had Pitbull write the song. There was still a big, always wacky always forget about Men in Black song. 3. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well.
0: I couldn't even tell you what happens in it. I don't remember. All I know is that Lady Gaga is an alien on a screen, like Michael Jackson was in Men in Black too.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They, the that was the movie that made me start thinking. Like in Harry Potter, I'm really glad that J.K. Rowling never went like John Lennon was a wizard, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> because like Men in yeah. Black was constantly doing that. Yeah, yeah. Being like, you know, here's Steve Buscemi, and yeah. he's got you know eight eyes, and they're all weird, like. It's fun to see. Well, it wasn't that. Steve
0: Buscemi, though.
1: Well, no, but like, it's nice to know that there's a, like secret world and that <laughs> celebrities can still be in it. But I was really glad that J.K. Rowling, because that those stories ostensibly took place in like yeah, you know, real life. Dudley Dursley had a PlayStation. Yes, you know? yeah, but like, they never went out and said, you know, who's another good celebrity who could be a wizard?
0: Yeah, it would. Oh, are you asking yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Let me think. Um, well, David Bowie.
1: Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I was hoping you were gonna come up with a lame one, but that's awesome. <laughs> like Mr. when I Space said Man. like
0: when I said Naomi Watts for a huge celebrity, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple episodes
1: ago. yeah
0: <laughs> Um, so here's the creatures section. So the most consistently seen creature is the um, bigfoot of Bridgewater or Bridgewater Bigfoot. and it's exactly what you think Bigfoot looking thing, people spot, you know. Spot everything you've heard about a Bigfoot. Basically, yeah, yeah. it's totally sweep. I'm just not going to tell all the stories because there are more unique stories to the area. Um, that I'd rather get into.
1: It is funny how much I enjoy stories about Bigfoot, but when you think about like yes. what they usually are, they're all just being like, "I saw him."
0: Yes, it's and the same. And there's not
1: much more than that.
0: I know. I mean, it's real. I really like it, but like as far as spending time telling you the stories it's all going to be like i saw a really hairy ape man yeah i do have one story that is probably kind of big footy but it's so weird and cool okay so i'll i'll get to it you could say it's whatever um also from listening to spooky spooky south coast i learned that um do you know what thunderbar thunderbirds are
1: thunderbar thunderbards (laughs) Uh (laughs)
0: the thunderbard that's like some sort of like writer who is william shakespeare's (laughs) Um, enemy back then, like how um, Edgar Allan Poe had that guy who wrote like a mean eulogy about him. The Thunderbird.
1: The Thunderbird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh what what is the real word? Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah, isn't that a um like a Native American gigantic Bird creature?
0: Yes, but I didn't realize it's not just one thing. Like, basically any bird-like creature that you can't explain, at least in modern cryptozoology parlance, is a thunderbird, you
1: can oh, call really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's uh, uh, so like the
0: Mothman is kind of a thunderbird.
1: Zelda 2, the Adventure of Link. One of the big bosses is a thunderbird. Sure. And uh, it's possible to face off against him without having the proper spell, which is a certain Boy. recipe for your untimely death, I can tell you.
0: <laughs> um, So speaking of Thunderbirds and the Mothman, something that's interesting about the Bridgewater Triangle is that there is a power plant there. They just call it a power plant. But like, I find this weird. I don't understand how this can be, that um, the actual use of what the plant was for is unknown. So like how how long ago could this, pl- it's a plant, have been in operation? There's no documentation for what this building It It's not like it's like a clearing in the forest that you don't know what it's for yeah, it's like a, a built plant that's pretty suspicious it's really weird it's Very weird. but um anyway i thought that was pretty cool when i heard it suspicious origins or not because of that awesome story about how people thought that the Mothman might live and sleep in a yeah. power plant yeah you're right so maybe thunderbirds are really attracted to power plants
1: well but also there are a lot of stories about like people encountering radiation and coming yes. out with you know uh, mutations or superhuman abilities, mm-hmm. like maybe the power plant is transforming people.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the other, other theory stuff. about the uh, the Mothman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, Bigfoot, Mothman type creatures, um, killer dogs. Somebody said that um, a dog that was as big as its ponies came out of the woods and killed the ponies.
1: Maybe it was just another pony.
0: I know. That's what I thought too. I was like, Are you sure I was a pony? Um. Weird. Creatures. I hate anyone who has a pony. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pony. Um, weird creatures in the water and also just weird things that defy characterization. For example, for two days and nights in 1970, the Bridgewater local and state police went and searched, like put on a huge hunt with attack dogs and everything for a giant bear because no bears lived in the area or anything, but there were numerous reports of sightings of a hairy seven foot tall creature. So they were just like, all right, I guess it's a bear. Awesome. But like, no. Yeah, Yeah. So that's a Bridgewater Bigfoot thing. Okay, so here is um, a story, another email. In 1975, I was driving my girlfriend home to Brockton. It's sometime between 11 and midnight, and I'm driving along while my girlfriend was sound asleep. Up ahead, I noticed a very large black mass in the middle of the road just before the power lines. Click. Um, I, can't, I can't tell what it is and while I'm still 30 to 50 feet away I slow down and put on my brights I still can't see what it is but it's really large and it's absorbing the light from my headlights so I really have to stare at it I'm thinking it's some huge trash bag or something and I'll need to pull it out of the road I'm getting really close, 10 to 20 feet and I'm just rolling the car along and I can't see what it is but it's big and I had a 67 Plymouth Fury, Fury 3 4 door and this mass was well above my hood line So I'm going so slow, I'm almost at a stop, and I can't be more than 5 to 10 feet away. It's taking in all of the light. I still can't see what it is. Then really slowly, this thing lifts its head and stares right at me. Its face was bone white, no hair, mostly ape-like, thick brow, wide jaw, no eyebrows, and still no body. But because of the size of the black mass, it had to be at least 7 feet tall, maybe even 8. It actually gave me a heart attack. I felt my heart stop for three full beats. Then I recovered, pulled around and it stepped on, uh, pulled around it and stepped on the gas. And it I sh- stepped on. Me. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and its feet were big.
0: It was so big. I shook from head to toe for hours and for years after when I thought about it. On the way home, I stopped at the same spot to look for it, then bolted as fast as I could when I came to my senses. See, no one would believe me. Even if I told someone about a mysterious seven foot eight man, how could I explain the jet white face? Yeah. Very weird. weird. That's cool. And that leads me to another story about another black ball in the road. What is the deal with the Bridgewater Triangle and black balls? Let's find out. Well, this won't tell us. I'm just going to (laughs) tell (laughs) Okay. I found your website while surfing the net and decided to finally tell someone about a weird thing that happened to me last year. I was joyriding down Copacut Road in Dartmouth back in early October. I drove down that narrow country road to admire what was left of the foliage. Now this is a heavily wooded area where hardly anyone travels. It was around six in the evening. In the road ahead of me, I saw something weird. It was a large black ball-like object round at the top, but the part touching the road was flat. It was about the size of a beach ball and it was not shiny. I stopped my car about 20 feet from the object. It was smack dab in the middle of my lane. I opened the driver's door and got halfway out of the car just to see if there was any sound. There wasn't. I was a little frightened and got back in the car and was about to drive around the object when it began to vibrate loudly. Such vibration that that the steering wheel in my hand was shaking slightly. The round top part of the object began to cave in on itself. Then this beach ball sized object uh, shrunk to the size of a football. I got this weird tingly feeling in my hands and legs, similar to pins and needles. I changed my mind about driving around the object and just sat there and watched it it lifted about a half a foot off the ground and a, and in a swooping motion flew sideways above the tree line and disappeared oh. i never saw anything like it before but i certainly hope i never see anything like it again i felt weird about this whole thing and haven't told a soul until now i'm a reputable and well known businessman in this area and was afraid that telling such a story to anyone would hurt my reputation in the community
1: that that's unlike anything I've ever heard of. Before. I
0: know, I know. Because
1: even at first, when you were describing it, I was almost thinking about those man-eating boulders mm-hmm. from the Bennington Triangle. I was wondering the same about. thing when he,
0: when he was saying he was caving in. Yeah. I was like to absorb something, kind yeah. of, but obviously no. But then
1: if it like sort of shrank in size and floated up and away, mm-hmm. that's that's bizarre.
0: Very, really awesome. Okay. It
1: sounds like I guess you know another sort of little UFO.
0: That's what I think. Which uh, I love yeah. the
1: idea of a little UFO. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel totally. like when you think of
0: The of littlest a, UFO.
1: Yeah. When you think of a flying saucer, you think of something like Independence Day. That's yeah. going to cover like you know half of New York City.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But totally.
1: I, I I love the idea of it just being like no, there was like a little thing on my table and it got
0: up and flew away. Well, Again, yeah, it sounds like it like vibrated to take off, like it had turned on its jets mm, or something, yeah. and that's why his car was shaking a little bit. Cool. Totally swear. I really like that one. Yeah. I also really like this one. This one I deposited in, deposited in the what the category. Um, my daughter and I were driving down. To, so I'm saying these names in case somebody's listening who knows this area and they're like, oh, I've been there before. Well, I also so, just like them. They're local, okay, the local flavor. I almost took them out because I don't know if it was going to bore anybody. But if you're in Massachusetts, it might be fun. I enjoy it. Okay, good. Uh, my daughter and I were driving down Admi- down administration road and the Bridgewater correctional complex. We saw a pine tree bent, not snapped, but curved. This one's so sweet in half with something standing on the tip of the tree, holding it down to the ground in the middle of the street. This was at about 2.15 in the afternoon on a Saturday. I was fixated on the fact that a tree could bend like that without breaking, but my daughter saw the thing right away, and she was fixated on that. We had to stop because it was in the middle of the street. We looked at it, and we just didn't know what to say. It looked like a tall man hunched down a bit bit in a skin-tight black suit with large, almost bat-type wings. He was a matte, not shiny black color, not unlike the ball or something earlier was matte. Maybe it was the creature just like absorbing light yeah oh yeah so it was the creature in the road um head to foot he was standing but hunched down on the pine tree his weight was holding down the top he saw us and we looked at each other for just a few minutes then he straightened leaped and flew over the top of the trees on the other side of the road the pine tree had been the pine tree he had been standing on bounced back up slowly and rocked back and forth a few times before stopping in its normal standing position that was all we saw we were both awake fully rested lucid drug and alcohol free and it was during daylight hours 2:15 in the afternoon whoa, whoa what now
1: i that, that's so it sounds like the hulk or something
0: i know i that is such a freaky mental image i love it. it is so strange it bends multiple laws of nature
1: yeah well when you said that it like jumped over the trees i was almost wondering if it was like spring hill jack tree backward to then like pr- catapult
0: itself yeah exactly yeah, but yeah.
1: i guess not ed wings Right. It,
0: it seems like it let go and maybe let the tree like right, give him a push. Yeah, what So was then he, he can doing? go flying. I don't know. I don't know. So bending a humongous tree, not uh, which, snapping. Yeah,
1: I know. Which like I don't think you can do. Well, I
0: don't know that you can do any. You know what I mean? It's such a cool
1: No, it's awesome. I don't know. I'm I'm like trying to figure it out. Cause like I, I guess the the thing that my mind immediately goes to all the time is like, one, mm-hmm. it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something I'm like, I, I don't think it happened because like, you know, the monster is the part that's supposed to be fantastical, not the fact that a tree was bending over and then snaps back up. In
0: no, place. it seems like they both are supposed to be fantastical. The mom was totally fixated on how weird the tree was to be doing that. And the daughter was fixated on the monster. Like they're both completely bizarre. I think yeah, it's equal. That's,
1: that's very That's like a double whammy of weird then because it's like what properties did the tree gain or do the trees around there like almost, you know, like they say like through radiation Mm -hmm. poisoning, like you get like soft teeth and horrible stuff like that. Hey, bear with me. What if it like, what if it like had an effect on all of the material around there and the trees are like rubber oh man right like they're yeah. all like soft weird malleable yeah and so monsters can walk around and just just like bend them yeah bend them like beckham yeah that's awesome
0: okay this one is very weird and also i feel like i know these kids and i'm assuming that they're kids i
1: know these damn kids
0: okay you'll you'll know them too right away in this first sentence me and my two friends were walking home from mcdonald's and it was like 11:45 at night yeah. Okay. Yes, you know, okay. There's some weird old barn thing above some store and it's kind of set back from the road and there's a scary looking window at the top. Oh, you're going to, you're going to like this slash be scared of it. And I said, we should look in there and see if anything scary is in there. I don't know why the idea just came to me. Uh-huh. Then I saw something that looked like a shadow of a little person in there, but it, but I looked more and it was a small black thing that looked like he says, he says midget. Uh, that looked like a little person or something. I couldn't make out the shape really, but then it went into the window like mist or something. I don't know how. And we ran to a place where we could get a side view of it and its head was sticking out. So we all ran. So we ran all the way home. So a sort of misty thing went up to the window and it was sticking its head out of the window. I don't like that. I know. I don't like exactly. that at all. Then we got one of our friend's brothers, see, you know these guys, yeah. and went back there and saw nothing, but we heard weird screeching noises like a pig or something. It sounds weird. Weird, but I know it was real.
1: Oh, Yeah, that Uh, one. That's very, very strange. Right? Yeah. like I feel like seeing something that turns into mist, you're like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. Mm -hmm. And then once you realize that, it's just sort of like transforming to get to lean forward.
0: Yeah. And come out of a window.
1: Take a better look at you. Yeah. I don't want anything (laughs) setting its sights on me. Anything. (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't care what it is. If it's alive, real, or imagined, I don't want anything to look at me and go... You. I just okay. assume that I'm marked for the rest of my days, right? Yeah. That, that thing is now yeah. interested in me. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely. I don't need that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I just have a couple more and then we will part with the, the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. Um, this one I'm just going to paraphrase. So there was a couple that decided to go park at the NIP that lake from earlier. Yeah. And um, so they're at the lake. I assume it's a really humongous lake from the way this story went. And they could look across and they saw a bonfire and people kind of like dancing around the bonfire. So the guy in the couple is like, Oh, it's probably a party down there. We should go like get in on the party. So they drive around the lake. And like I said, it sounds like a huge weight leak because the way that she described, she's like, we got back on, I'm making this up one Oh four. So like they had to go back on the road and highway and stuff. Yeah. And they drive to where that party would be. And there's nothing there at all. And they're like, this is weird. And they're like, but, you know, it's kind of a big lake, I guess. So they're walking down a little bit further, and they're keeping an eye on the water because they're like, maybe we'll start to see a reflection of the bonfire in the water. And that's going to tell us that we're getting close because maybe it's like catching something. So they're looking at the water, and all of a sudden, this weird creature comes out of the lake that she said was um, something with a snake-like neck and one eye. And then they were like, all right, that's enough. We don't need to look for this party anymore. What? Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> what? So they got back in the car, drove back to where they are so they could park a neck or whatever. And they see the party again. The bonfire with people dancing around it where they just were.
1: That sounds like a will-o'-wisp.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I, there are a lot of things, actually.
1: Like I said, I couldn't do everything, although it might sound like I am. And it was right but... near Gopanga Swamp or whatever. <laughs> yes. That's from Zelda. I'm not making fun of it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but like... Yeah, it sounds like that was to lure them over, so that one-eyed snake.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. That's I, f- I specifically phrased it. <laughs> yeah. they didn't phrase it one-eyed snake, <laughs> but when I was writing this, I actually did write that, and then I was like, I'm gonna go with the original description: a snake-like necked creature. So a couple
1: went to go park it. I know, I know. The lake and get attacked by a one-eyed snake. Huh. I know it. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's weird. I thought you were gonna say that like they drove to the other side of the lake. Yeah. And then they were they couldn't find the party, and then they saw the party across the lake. Ooh, so that's like a... no matter what, it's opposite of where you are. That would be sweet. And then that might also mean like maybe it's not actually across the lake, maybe it's in the middle of the lake. Ooh, also sweet. Right. That'd be kind of cool. I I've... was uh uh Allie and I went to our friend's uh lake house. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been there several times. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love it there. It's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see, you know, the lake's pretty big, mm-hmm. Like, but you can walk around. It's like maybe a one, one and a half mile circuit if you just walk around the lake. So you can see across it pretty easily. And one day when we were leaving, we were packing everything up and I heard gunshots. Oh, my God. Coming across the lake. And I was like, hey, this is... There's no one around for miles like this is, what the hell do we do? Yeah. And because, you know, I'm Rogers, I'm yeah. like, we got to call the police, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, people hunt out here. Like, I'm sure it's fine. I still don't
0: I know. I never assume to Hunter, day. to tell you the truth. No. That would never occur to me in a million years. Nope. Um, Well, I think that more the point, or probably more speculation in that area, because it was such a huge Native American area, there are lots of reports of ghosts of Native, Amer- Native Americans in the area, and ghost fires, and Native American ghosts dancing and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's more the thought, is that okay, it was sure. ghosts that's of cool. Native Americans who had lived in the area. I like that. Yeah. Um, and there, but there are a lot of things that are will of the whisk esque, except sort of backwards. Like lots of um, orbs following people. Oh, really? Rather than leading them to things, yeah. Huh. Um, so there, uh, besides Native American ghosts, there are hitchhiker ghosts, and then this ghost gave me quite a laugh. Um, so there is a place called Moses Scout Reservation. And in there, there's a place called the Manor House, where uh, when, you are in the, when you are in the kitchen, the smell of blueberries will arise. When someone says, I like blueberry muffins, <laughs> the aroma is strong and then dissipates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Of all yep. the rituals. Yep. You know, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Ah! I like blueberry muffins. Mm.
0: That must have been somebody's like passion in life. Mm.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's so weird
0: It's so weird So there were some other cool things You guys definitely should Google it Because it's really awesome But I'll just wrap it up By telling you some of the theories That people have About why there are so many occurrences And or reports of occurrences In the Bridgewater Triangle Okay. Um, one theory is that The particular glacial soils Present in the area Might contain some kind of Natural magnetic mineral That could interfere with compasses GPS systems And even the human mind That's what um, that guy Christopher Pittman who runs the main website, Seller Walls says, okay. possibly. Um, another possibility, a lot of the UFO and Big- Bigfoot sightings have been near high-tension power lines. Is there something about that that affects people's perceptions? Um, and then, like I said, there's that King Philip's War. Um, the guy who was the chief, um, who his English name was King Philip, his um, Native American name was Medicom. Um. So the war happened there, and it was insanely brutal on both sides. It sounds like it was just, like, one of the worst wars of yeah. that time. And so there is a guy named Chris Bal- Balzano from Massachusetts Paranormal Crossroads, which is, like, a paranormal group. And his theory is really cool and interesting, I think. Um, hold on one Yeah, you second. might want to – There we go. Um, no, it's just because I hung up on him before. He's probably, he probably thought that I uh, – it was a mistake. Oh. My husband was calling me at the crescendo of my story. Don't worry. I'll text him back. Um, some say that the wounded and pain spirits of the uh, Wampanoag are the reason for the paranormal in the swamp. That is part of the explanation, but I would go further. I think the vortex was in place in the swamp before the settlers and before the Native Americans. That vortex contributed to the inhumanity of the war between the Wampanoag and the English, and it fosters pain and evil in that area to this day. Wow! So like that, it's kind of like... A chicken or the egg, sort of thing, but he's being like, maybe this vortex was the chicken that caused all the evilness. And that's, it's been there the whole time, like all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's really wild.
0: I know. I like that theory. It's just really interesting to me and like creepy.
1: Yeah. And never ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's always been there. and It's always going to be stirring up bad stuff, maybe in just different forms. It was war then, and then it's like weird, creepy stuff now. There's also, there's like, I don't know if there's an uptick of crime in the area, but I read that, um, like that guy who runs that, site said that um he talked to somebody who's like a therapist who moved to the area and they were like there's just a lot of problems in this area like people yeah. really have a lot of issues and things like that and so i'm sure there are a lot of people who love living in the bridgewater triangle yeah. and have a great experience but there's definitely it seems like a darkness to the area too that is maybe either darker than other areas or because we know it as the bridgewater triangle it's talked about more
1: yeah you maybe. know what i mean who yeah. knows there is um so there's a podcast called called tell em, steve dave mm-hmm. Um, And it's hosted by, uh, one is the guy that runs uh, filmmaker Kevin Smith Mm -hmm. of Clerks, Jay and Silent Bob, his comic book shop. uh, And the people that do the podcast are on AMC's reality show, Comic Book Men. Mm -hmm. They do periodically a version of their show, which is just sort of like a comedy sitting around talking about whatever happens to come to mind kind of show. Yeah, Periodically they do a version called Tell 'em Steve Dave Overkill, which is specifically focused on the paranormal. Yeah, it's Sweep. They were originally hired by Microsoft to do that show for the Zune
0: uh, yep.
1: <laughs> like, you know, eight years ago or something. Uh, it was excellent. I listened yeah. to it back then. I, I loved it. Yeah. And you sent
0: them all to me. It's great.
1: It's, it, I still listen to them. That's part of like all bingeless and go back to all yeah. the Overkill episodes and listen to them talk about, you know, number stations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that they did, they interviewed a man named Sargell 18. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. And it's,
1: I believe his name is Sarge uh-huh. L. Yeah. Like the letter L, 18, meaning he's a sergeant of light.
0: Sargell sounds like a knockoff cheese, like Prevell in St. Louis.
1: <laughs> Sargell. Yeah. So one of the things that he talked about was that he discovered a vortex in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Um, and it sounds a lot like what you just described. The fact yeah. that like it's it's there, it's always been there. It's a source for like numerous things. Mm-hmm. Uh cryptids uh demons aliens yeah they all um are focused around that vortex that portal uh-huh um and he has said that like he's one of the few people he's one of the 18 That's sergeants right. of light that are That's allowed right. to go there without being harmed
0: i'm remembering this now and yes. so
1: uh brian johnson and walt flanagan uh two of the guys from the podcast were like you've got to bring us And he goes mm-hmm. no i like you too much yeah I wouldn't want to do that to you. It would it would destroy you. Your yeah. mind wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. He says he's seen the devil there. Yeah. Um, and he's got all these photographs that he put on his website, and the photographs look like, you know, shapes in the mist, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, yeah. it's also, you know, they made fun of him and stuff. Yeah, right. No. But I think they genuinely really enjoyed it. I genuinely really enjoyed it. And yeah. And it's interesting because he was I talking should re-listen about- should listen to that. How there are a number of portals around the planet, and it sounds like another one of them- Yeah. Is in- Bridgewater, yeah. Massachusetts.
0: Yeah. And also doesn't that sound kind of twin peaksy?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's awesome.
0: I'm on a real Twin Peaks kick right now, which is what made me think to do the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, all, all I want to do is is rewatch all of Twin Peaks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um cool. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Yep. Well, let's talk about more Twin Peaks then Ooh. and more sort of imagined monsters. Crystal Oh, sweet. Do me a favor, tell me everything you think you know <laughs> about Tulpas.
0: So, talpas are like the physical manifestation of an idea. Uh, that's basically what I know.
1: Okay. All yeah. right. Do you know where you learned that? or?
0: Um, I think it's a Buddhist thing.
1: Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, my familiarity with the idea of a talpa is just that um, uh, if enough people believe in something, yeah, it might become real.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's not just one person's physical manifest not one person's idea it's like enough people believe in it and it kind of makes manifest
1: right yeah. so the, the big one that i was always uh, sort of familiar with was slender man mm-hmm. i always heard about slender man being connected to the idea of a tulpa that he yeah. was uh, he's this character i'm sure that you if you don't mm-hmm. know the name I'm almost surprised because he's one of the most, Yeah. You know, he's like one of the first iconic horror characters to come out of the internet age. Yeah. He was created on the Something Awful forums mm-hmm. um, as part of a, uh, like a sort of a contest competition to create something scary, yeah. you know. And so somebody created this image of a man with a pale face with no features, wearing a suit, looking very put together, lurking in the background of photographs. hmm he would be a great thing to cover on this show yes. someday, like in yes. detail.
0: I have a little bit of Slenderman fatigue, actually. I've read like I've read like a lot about Slenderman and the Slenderman case. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be good for the show, but I think
1: in a while. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But so um, I always heard about Slenderman as being a tulpa because people said at first they were like, some people believe he is real. And mm-hmm. some people said, well, because so many people online talk about him as if he is real, now he is. Right. You've brought him into reality. Right. You have made Slender Man exist mm-hmm. um, outside of his like fictional form. Yeah. So that was what I thought tulpas were. You sort of already opened the door into something that I did not anticipate. Mm-hmm. That the That's what I of, aim to do. That the concept of a tulpa actually has a long history reaching back centuries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, starting.
0: Did you think that was just a name that they gave? Like that was something new kind of?
1: I don't know that I thought it was something new. I don't know that I really put much thought into yeah. it at all, but yeah. like, you know, that was the only but it could.
0: I could see that being a thing where like 4chan make, or 4chan would do that, whatever, right? It would be like, yeah, it's called a tulpa. It's when you blah, blah, blah. Like I could right. see yeah, that exactly. being. Yeah. Like
1: I don't, I don't know that I really considered what the right. meaning of the term was, yeah. but it does come from Buddhism. Uh, in one of the, in an early Buddhist te- text called the uh, Samanafala Sutta, uh, They list the ability to create a mind-made body Mm -hmm. as one of the fruits of the contemplative life. This man-made body is how uh, Gautama Buddha is able to travel into heavenly realms using the continuum of the mind stream.
0: Hell yeah. Which sounds... Awesome. Yeah.
1: Like it sounds like, you know, something that would be painted on the side of a van.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Traveling th- via the mind stream. I love that. I, I read that. I and
0: am it, the mind stream. Mind stream. <laughs> mind stream. Can not dig it? Or whatever uh, he says at the end.
1: <laughs> I I love that idea. Yeah. Um, but not only that. So, uh, you know, what I take from that is really that your physical body may still reside here, but mm-hmm. you're able to spiritually mm-hmm. uh, uh, construct sort of uh, an image of yourself to travel yeah into yeah. other realms.
0: Yeah, like astral travel.
1: Yeah, astral yeah. projection mm-hmm. in in some sense. Kristen. William. I used to do that. What? Yes. I used what do you to mean? project a metaphysical body for myself.
0: Do tell, elaborate.
1: When we lived in Connecticut, meaning uh-huh. I was at oldest 10 years old. Yes. I started sleeping in the basement for no clear reason. Yeah. For like the last year or two. I would just sleep yeah. in our unfinished I would say basement. unfinished,
0: I'd like to note. Yeah. Yeah.
1: With like an old school, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was sweet. A television as furniture. You yeah. Know, like big boxy TV that sits on the ground, has dials. Yeah. You know, that channels one through 13. That's it. Yep. Loved it. Uh, I used to lie on the couch down there and scare myself because uh-huh. I was in an unfinished basement. It was creepy. Yeah. I don't know why I was willingly doing this to begin with. Anyway.
0: We always liked scary
1: stuff. I know. So I would be lying on this couch and, you know, I would be, you know, totally stretched out, my feet up on one of the arms of the couch, Uh my arms behind my head on the other arm of the couch. And then I would imagine Uh somebody, some sort of creature in the rest of the basement trying to find me. Oh, boy. And looking towards, the couch. Trying to
0: find you specifically is creepy. Not just yeah. in there with you Where or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've,
1: I've got to find him.
0: Ooh. So And then I
1: figured he'll see my feet dangling off the end of the couch. He'll see yeah. my hands dangling off the other. And so I would like tuck in. Yeah. And try not to you uh-huh. know, move beyond the silhouette of the couch. Yeah. Because then the thing would find me.
0: That's like um, I always imagined that Dracula was behind me in the hallway whenever I was going down the hallway to my room. And I had to walk just fast enough that his hand was like right at the back of my neck. And I imagined it was right there. And I have to just speed up enough to just be just out of reach. Well, that's
1: running up. I don't know
0: why I didn't run.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you have to I I like the creepiness of that
0: he's just about to get me. Well, that's even that thing of like
1: running up the stairs out of the basement because hands are reaching after your feet to grab your ankles or something. So, anyway, I'd be lying on the couch and I'd be all terrified Mm -hmm. and then, and you know, not sleeping and whatever I was doing. Yeah. And I would be like, oh man, I'm thirsty or I, you know, I want to go upstairs. I got to go to the bathroom, whatever. And I'd be like, maybe if I just close my eyes and imagine. That I'm going up the stairs, opening the door, turning the corner, going into the kitchen, opening the cabinet, grabbing a glass, going to the fridge, filling it with water, going back to the basement door, coming downstairs, and lying down in this exact same position, the cup will be in my hand now. That's awesome. And it never was. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to do that so That's much, awesome. Trying to imagine in like great detail with yeah. great pain every single step of a process yeah because skipping one thing skipping going up a single uh-huh. stair might mean i'm breaking yeah that sort of uh you know projection of myself yeah or something anyway that's awesome yeah i used to try to do that a lot so uh, uh um uh back to this like the buddhist origin of the tulpa yeah a buddha or other realized being is able to project countless Nirmitas, mm-hmm. which I believe is you know, your projected self, simultaneously in an infinite variety of forms in different realms simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, they're basically magical illusions, something without material basis. Um, so it's a ghost of yourself.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a hologram. Yeah.
1: yeah. In Tibetan Buddhism, emanation bodies uh, are connected to trikaya, the Buddhist doctrine of the three bodies of the Buddha, uh-huh. which I'm not familiar with, but it sounds a lot like, you know, the three bodies yeah. and one God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
0: there's threes all over religion and like spiritual
1: systems. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, they are usually emanation bodies of celestial beings, though unrealized beings, such as humans, meaning uh-huh. like not transcended, not, yeah. not godly. Yeah, uh, We may have our own emanation bodies, or we might even be. Emanation bodies.
0: What?
1: Sort of the idea of like the universe as. A fictional creation of one person's mind.
0: Oh, okay. Uh huh. You know, yeah. all yeah. You
1: know, I don't really that we're exist. in a simulation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not even just that. That I might be part of your delusion. Oh. I might oh. be part of your psyche that you've created so that you yeah. can have this conversation right now. Yeah. Everybody out there watching you right now might just be because you have some deep-seated need to feel a sense of importance. Yeah. That people are interested in what you say, so right. they come here. Right. Um, everything is in your head. Yes. I might be an emanation body for you.
0: Yes. There is, um, maybe somebody will know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry that this isn't going to be specific. I hope it's not just frustrating and annoying. Um, My boss Kara showed me this. I guess it's like a meme, but it is is freaky. I mean, it's like, (laughs) you're in a coma. We're trying to find any way to get through to you. And I can't remember, but it's something that you read and it's like,
1: I, I think I know it. You know what
0: I'm talking about? I'm sorry, guys, but it's like, it's unnerving because the way it's written, it's like, we want you to read this on the computer or something. I don't remember. Oh,
1: sure. No, no, no. It's about the text. It's like, you know, yeah. a lot of people believe that, you know, when you're asleep, uh, all your mind wants to do is wake up. Uh-huh. And the further that you dream, you might experience horrors that are created by your own mind. And all you want to do is wake up, but you can't. And the people are standing around you, your family, your loved ones, they're watching you. As you are lost in your own mind, detached from the real world, you just won't wake up. Wake up. Please that wake up. That kind of up. thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be that, like, through reading this thing, you're yeah. realizing that it's the external world. Yeah. Pleading. Yeah. Would you please wake up? Uh, all right. The 14th Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. that's the current Dalai mm-hmm. Lama, is considered by some followers to be an emanation, reincarnation of Chen Rezig, uh, the Bodhisattva of compassion. mm mm-hmm. A bodhisattva, I looked it up, is a person who's capable of reaching nirvana but chooses not to. Yeah, to basically like stay back to be, to be with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. To be grounded, which is an amazing. You can idea. take
0: a bodhisattva vow.
1: Oh, you're familiar mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of that. That you could, you could uh, go to, you know, I, you know. I'm not really familiar with the idea of nirvana, mm-hmm. but like, uh, you know, go to heaven, transcend human form, whatever. But you know what? I won't yet. I will stick around with you.
0: Well, it's not even necessarily that it's also like, so they're talking about like enlightenment and stuff. You can be enlightened and be like here on earth and everything. It's more like, um, well, I guess it's both. It probably is that you're not going to transcend or whatever, but also it's just like, I'll be grounded. I'm going to let myself be imperfect. Like all you guys, Uh, so I can still be of you and be able to relate to you and everything. Like I could work harder to become enlightened, but I'm going to take a bodhisattva vow and still be, like of the imperfect
1: people. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It does sound a little bit like, uh, I could do better in school. <laughs> yeah, I just, totally, I just choose not totally, to. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the 14th Dalai Lama, again, the current Dalai Lama mentioned in a public statement that his successor might appear via emanation while, while he is still alive. So Wait, the so, 15th Dalai Lama yeah. might appear as a Tulpa.
0: Oh, my God. Is it going to be a left eye? That hologram of left eye from like Lollapalooza a few years oh my ago? Gosh. Was that yeah. the Tulpa?
1: Well, three bodies in one God. Left eye, Tupac, and Michael Jackson.
0: Oh, they're going to say left eye, T-Boz, and Chili. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she was part of three you know, yeah. trifectas. The power of three. Yeah, the three holograms. Yeah. The three, you know, the, yes. the risen dead performers.
0: Wait, would you say? Uh,
1: left eye. Yeah. Tupac, Tupac Michael Jackson. All brought Is back there, via hologram.
0: Do you mean, was there a hologram Michael Jackson?
1: Oh, you didn't see it? I don't remember. It's disturbing. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do also want to say uh, uh, that for all of you out there who are listening to us or watching us, uh, Kristen and I might, according to some of these theories, be, uh, uh, you know, mind-body creation's of yours mm, uh, mm-hmm. that you're out there and you and you need to feel like there is like you know something some conversation filling the air around you yeah you you need that so you've created it for yourself it's
0: freakily deeply
1: we don't exist you are alone right now yeah oh boy <laughs> put that out there <laughs> in the twentieth century. We're in the 21st now. Uh-huh. I originally labeled this like the modern era and then I realized that it was like over 100 that's years.
0: Pretty. Well, but that's just the 1900s, right?
1: N- no, 20th century? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah, right. Yeah, so
0: that could be like the 90s.
1: No, but well, but it wasn't. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, in the 20th century, theosophists uh uh-huh. adapted the com- concepts of emanation body into the concept of the tulpa. Uh-huh. The thought form. The term thought form is used as early as 1927 in Evans Wentz's translation of the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Book of the Dead yeah. previously. Yeah. Um, Belgian French explorer, spiritualist, and Buddhist Alexandra David Neal wrote of the tulpa's ability to develop a mind of its own. Quote, once a tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being it tends to free itself from its maker's control. Uh Uh-oh. This, say Tibetan occultists, happens nearly mechanically, just as the child, when his body is completed and able to live apart, leaves its mother's womb.
0: That's awesome. Tulpa's gone
1: wild. Alexandra David Neal claimed to have created a tulpa in the image of a Jolly Friar Tuck-like monk, (laughs) which later developed a life of its own, and had to be destroyed. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) David Neal raised the possibility that her experience was illusory. (laughs) I may have created my own hallucination.
0: (laughs) All right, well, it's kind of good that she, you know.
1: Though she reports that others.
0: She's thinking inside the box.
1: Yeah, I guess. Rather than out. She reports that others could see the thought forms that she created, though.
0: What, What year was this?
1: As early as 1927. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I don't know. She created a Friar Tuck-like monk that she had to then destroy. <laughs> sounds like she just murdered a guy.
0: I was to say, it sounds like she just killed a man. She's like, I had to. He was yeah. a thought form and he was untethered.
1: Yeah. Uh, occultist William Walk- Walker Atkinson said that thought forms could be produced from a person's aura and serve as astral projections which may or may not look like the person who is projecting them. Cool. So you can create an image of yourself that has a different, yeah, you know, look, yeah, which is kind of like uh, the Matrix, right? Like, uh, uh, I don't remember the Matrix that well. Being able to, like, uh, you know, they're not really projecting their body from the real world into Uh the Matrix. And, you know, Keanu Reeves still looks like Keanu Reeves. Right. But, you know, in the real world, his head is shaved and he's emaciated.
0: Right. And he's in goo, right? Yeah,
1: he's in goo. And then in the Matrix world, he is, you know, he's got hair and he's like in good shape or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was going to be a character in the original uh, draft of the Matrix who I believe was male in the real world and then when they uh jump into the matrix is female that makes sense and then both wachowskis turned out to be transgender yeah that's
0: huh. very interesting that's cool
1: uh <clears throat> all right yeah now that's all sort of like the 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 thoughtful idea of the tulpa yeah um not only that it could be a thing that we're all able to bring into the real world through sheer force of will and imagination and uh-huh. determination but that it's an actual sort of uh philosophical concept of. Uh, uh spiritualist concept. Now let's go into what the online world has to say.
0: Yeah. Oh boy.
1: This is this is all just one big quote. It's plenty. This is all one big quote from Wikipedia. The concept of tulpa was popularized and secularized. Uh oh man. No, no, no. Oh no. Bring it back. Here we go. Sorry. Okay. Uh was secularized in the Western world through fiction, gaining popularity on television in the late 1990s and 2000s. In 2009, anonymous posters on the discussion board 4chan started experimenting with creating tulpas, and the community gained popularity through the emergence of the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic fandom. Okay. The fans attempted to use meditation and lucid dreaming techniques to create imaginary friends. Surveys explored this community's demographic, social, and Psychological profiles. These individuals, calling themselves mancers.
0: Oh, boy. Tulpamancers. Yeah, like a, you know, like a
1: necromancer.
0: Oh, you know what? I was thinking, like, romance.
1: Well, there's a little romance yeah. involved. Uh, they treat the tulpas as real or somewhat real persons. The number of active participants in these online communities is in the low hundreds, and few meetings in person have taken place. They belong to primarily urban, middle-class, Euro-American, adolescent, and young um, adult demographics, and they cite loneliness and social anxiety as an incentive to pick up the practice. 93.7% of respondents expressed that their involvement with the creation of tulpas has made their condition better. Okay. 937 Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. I'm almost well. They more did a survey, in, right? Yeah, but I'm almost more interested in the person that put together the survey than what the I was just saying. I'm doing.
0: curious about what kind of sur- Like, I would like to know what's up with the survey. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't think it was Johnson and Johnson.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and led to new unusual sensory experiences. Some practitioners have sexual and romantic interactions with their tulpas, though the practice is controversial and trending towards taboo. One survey found that 8.5% support a metaphysical explanation of TELPAs, 76.5% support a neurological or a psychological explanation, and 14% support other.
0: So, when they say a neurological, are they saying they know that they're making this up?
1: No, that like I think what they're saying is like, uh, at least for that part that. If you believe that you're having an interaction with somebody that you're also saying that you're imagining, Uh is it that you are willing yourself into this uh, scenario or are you truly experiencing it, Uh um, that would be a neurological thing. You know what I mean? That like you really hear the voice of the person that you created talking
0: to. Oh, okay. So almost you could say physical rather than neurological
1: kind of. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean like that was was my interpretation of it yeah now, i also huh. did- i
0: have never heard that i there was a period where i read a lot about yeah. bronies and that kind of my little pony subculture and i can't believe i've never come across a tulpa thing well i guess if it's in the low hundreds i guess i shouldn't say i can't There's believe any- i didn't come across yeah. yeah
1: i was surprised that it had this like entire section dedicated to it yeah. on Wikipedia if it's that small huh. but it's interesting yeah um i did that too uh not anything with Brownies or ponies. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I like had a dream about people uh-huh. and I was convinced that I would meet them later. Oh yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I was absolutely convinced that I would run into these people in real That's life. That's awesome. Yeah. It's
0: magical thinking. Sure.
1: Um, it was also weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Pop culture examples of tulpas. I'm, yeah. There are many. I'm only going to do sure. a few. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to uh, uh, wrap this up in just a second. As I mentioned, Twin Peaks. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into too many mm-hmm. details. It's only been out for about a year. Yeah. And I'm sure people will continue to uh, uh, discover it mm-hmm. uh, over the course of time. Yeah. Uh, tulpas factor heavily into Twin Peaks. Yeah. Mentioned by name.
0: Mm-hmm. Tulpas.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody online, eh, I'll leave that one to last. Let's go back to Slender Man. Okay. So the whole idea about, you know, those girls that killed their friend or tried to kill their yeah, friend. She didn't actually, yeah. They believe that they were going to go to Slender Man's mansion. Mm-hmm. People say that things like that bring Slender Man to life. Yeah. And almost the idea, you could also, you know, uh, if you loosen up the concept of Tulpa and remove it from those sort of spiritualist definition and everything, mm-hmm. talk about, you know, um. Rosemary's Baby, which we read on our old podcast yeah. book club, Schmuck Club. The idea that you know uh, what's almost more dangerous than witches oh, existing people. is people believing mm-hmm. that witches exist. Yeah, because what are they then capable of? Right. You could almost call that a talpa mm-hmm. manifesting hmm. your own reality. Yeah, you know your perception becoming real. Yeah, if in a way, people are killing in the name of Slenderman. He's real. Yeah, like in some sense. Yeah, he's not some guy yeah. in the woods that's beckoning you, but. But like he's a real
0: entity in some way. He's something that has influence.
1: Yes. He's something that has influence. Um, But I also saw this quote Mm -hmm. and I liked it. Some have worries. Others have (laughs) tulpas. Some have worries over the unintentional creation of a slender woman. Uh oh, tulpa, slender mommy. Due to the popularity of the mythos in present day, others believe that the tulpa effect may have serious real life repercussions with the creation of a real slender man. Uh, now I think uh, I found that on like the slender wiki. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I also <laughs> right. uh, looked on forums and saw people being like, uh, Tyler Durden from Fight Club is he kind of a tulpa?" And people are kind of on the fence debating it, whatever. And then yeah. one person posited something that I uh I will leave as a parting thought. Okay. Uh, for everybody to chew on. Um uh Marshall Mathers.
0: Oh my god.
1: Eminem. Yeah. Right? The uh-huh. Rapper, of course. Is Stan a Tulpa? Uh no, 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 Stan was just, you know, a super fan. Um writing to Dear Mr. I'm Too Good to call Right, <laughs> <and> write my <laughs> Yep. Fans. Um, if
0: you didn't say it, I was going to.
1: <laughs> uh, I love that that music video ends with Eminem. It's so weird that it's like Stan so is weird. sending Eminem letters that get increasingly violent and desperate, whatever, and then at yeah. the end it turns out that uh, Eminem has been sitting on his tour bus wearing his glasses that no one ever sees him in <laughs> Right. writing letters back to Stan being like, I boy, I've been getting the wackiest notes from somebody. I'm writing back to you. Stan. Sorry.
0: I didn't get back to you sooner.
1: I'm a, i am I love you, Stan. Like, like it's so overboard of being like, I really deeply care about you, Stan, but then also being like, I'm front, I'm writing back to you. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't write you back. And he's like, I, you know, I, I saw something about a guy who sounded ex- 100% like you and was you. <laughs> yeah. And, I didn't re- and then he goes like, Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that song ends. And then You know there's a sequel to that, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's the end? What's the stinger at the end? They're like it's Stan's grave. And there's a little boy All he like, music, takes off yeah. his hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, he's got that, Stan hair, yeah, which there, is Eminem
1: hair. There's a part in the song that goes, like, uh, he wants to be just like you, Slim. He likes you more than I do. <laughs> I've listened to Stan so many times. You can do Wicked We're Wiki rapping Wild, a lot. And yeah. I can do Stan. Oh,
0: I I could definitely do but Stan. He's gone cold yeah. to
1: <laughs> That's my dido. It's good. Uh but yeah, he's like my little brother Matthew likes you even more than I do. And so the idea was that at the end of the video, it Stan continues. is gone. Yeah. And then Matthew pulls back his hood and he has peroxided his hair. That's
0: right. Blonde. That's right.
1: Just he's like another one. Mm-hmm. He's another Stan. It's not over. It isn't over. But anyway, the, the theory that somebody put online is that Maybe Slim Shady is a tulpa because Eminem speaks about him as if he is a different entity.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Who's the real Slim Shady?
0: <laughs> I love that. That's might awesome. Might
1: be a tulpa, and <laughs> if we try real hard, can we make him real?
0: Are they being? Is this a joke? Are they being?
1: No, it seemed to be like I don't think that they were. Like, well, no, I know, but like Slim Shady, real? No, I know, but but I think that they were like Slim Shady, like might be an example of a tulpa in pop I mean,
0: culture. I feel like a lot of rappers speak about themselves in the third person, though. Like, I yeah, think but, that's like a but thing. But Eminem
1: gave himself like five different names. That's true. <laughs> he's Marshall Mathers, Eminem, and Slim Shady. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah I think so. Right. The, well, there's also the thing where he goes, there's a real Slim Shady in all of us. Oh, God. That's right. Remember that?
0: Won't the real Slim Shady? Yes, I do. And won't the real, real Slim Shady please stand up? Is that what you, you said before already?
1: Uh, I didn't say it. But okay. But he said but that yeah. he's the real Slim Shady. Yeah. And then the other Slim Shadies are just imitating.
0: Uh-huh. Who are the other slim Shady? What is that? I don't the, know. Maybe that's the Otelpa. That people are like biting his style or something, I guess. Why is he
1: slim shady? I don't know.
0: It was probably his like nickname from when he was like 15 and then it stuck or something. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of. Well, stink I feel like something. I've heard that like a lot of rap names and like band names and things like that are things that get made up when you're like way young and it's too late to reverse it. Now,
1: Limp biscuit. Yeah. Limp biscuit. Corn. <laughs> throwing it out there
0: i just deleted a picture of jonathan davis from my camera roll like yesterday because i took a picture (laughs) to show you that when i went to um what the hell is it called oh jones beach for um the mothers against drunk drivers walk in the bathroom there were both like frame posters of people who've been at jones beach and one of them was jonathan davis oh really it was weird. It was it was like Tom Petty, like I don't know, like I don't know, well-respected people, and then Jonathan Davis, and I was like, snap.
1: And what was his beach attire?
0: The same attire as always. It was like baggy Adidas, did and he then have a parasol. He did not have a parasol. Uh, I think that the cover of the stage is probably blockage enough. Okay, he had his uh, his dreads. what oh, was
1: it It was him playing. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. Him on the beach.
0: Oh my God, that's no. what I thought
1: you're like people who've been at the beach
0: no jones beach is like it's a beach but it's also it's a music venue oh, i don't know huh. so you thought it was tom petty at the beach and and other famous artists at the beach i was saying
1: yeah i mean if you go to like a pizza place that like you know there was a there was an ice cream store around here that d snyder went to so they had a picture of him enjoying a cone like i don't know like why not that's not that crazy you know, pictures of Matt LeBlanc who's getting his pants tailored. Who's at the? But who's? It's
0: one thing to have Matt LeBlanc sign as eight by ten. Who's at the beach just taking
1: pictures of celebrities trying to enjoy their beach? I don't know, uh, Mr. Davis. Can I get a picture of you? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for us. I think, I think it's over. <laughs> Thank you all.
0: <laughs> I have left my body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I got to create a thought form and get out of here. All right, everybody. Uh, we've come to oh the end God. of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. Thank you all so much for joining us once Thank you. again. Uh, we hope that you uh, leave here with your heads sagging full <laughs> <Yeah>. of thoughts, <laughs> dragging on the floor behind Not you. Not held
0: high in <laughs> pride for what you've done with your time. No, there's so
1: many yeah. new thoughts in them, their heads yeah. are all heavy. So <laughs> Really like, support their heads, uh, yeah. their hands as they walk around. Oh,
0: that sounds very scary. <laughs> it does. That what sounds like a scary story, kind weight? of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like that could be like a scary creature. Like if somebody's coming after you, or you saw somebody who's just like like glumping along, and they're holding their head, and you can tell they're holding it up. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, scary. It's
1: pretty freaky. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. No. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope none of <laughs> you are out there doing that yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in one week when we'll be mm-hmm. back for another. Uh, tearing up, terrifying episode of Guide yep. to the Unknown. If you'd like to support this show, there are a number of ways that you can do that. Yes. One is by going to give us a review on iTunes.
0: Yes. Please, please, please. That we would got, be awesome.
1: We've got tons of amazing reviews, yeah. dozens of incredible mm-hmm. reviews from o- other listeners just like you saying yeah. really kind things. Uh, but uh, there is, we can always, always, yes. always use more. Please. It, yeah. Anything that you can do to spread the word, mm-hmm. uh, whether that means telling a friend, writing a blog post, sending out some tweets, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow at pod online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, uh, share the amazing things That Kristen puts up yep. uh, Leave your comments Share scary stories Of your own With yep. us You can go to Patreon.com Slash pod mm-hmm. To donate to yes. get into the unknown, download the Patreon app and look us up in there.
0: Yeah, it makes it super um, easy. We just had another donor up their donation out of nowhere. Just be nice. Uh, Michelle, who you might remember. Actually, Michelle, you might remember from um, me talking about the Bennington Triangle in Vermont. Yeah, that's right. Because she was the InSpoke. She sent me a story about Emily's Bridge in Vermont, which was another episode. So Michelle has given a lot to us. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, thank you so but much. But anyway, Michelle. she is an awesome donor and she decided to up her donation, which rules. So thank you and you can get in on that club, yeah, and absolutely. be a really nice person to us.
1: <laughs> if you want to find out more about Guide to the Unknown, you can go to talkbomb.com/slash GTTU pod, where you're going to find links to every single podcast yep. app, social media links, you can listen to old episodes. Um, and there's even a form where you can get in contact with us to send us stories of your own.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'd love that. We're definitely gonna do another listener stories
1: episode as soon, yeah, as, we, as, soon as we as soon as we
0: have more stories, we'll do one. So if you have a story that you've been kind of sitting on, it would be great if you could send it.
1: Absolutely. And you can also follow us individually online.
0: That's right. I'm at Chiin Kristen on Instagram.
1: I am at Haunted Sponge. Mm-hmm. So we are gonna go away now and gather more knowledge so we can drag our heads back here and squeeze it all out. <laughs>
0: Oh, you made it worse.
1: I know. I thought of that before and I was (laughs) looking for another way to get it back in. there. Uh, But yeah, that's it for us for now. So we'll see you again in the future. But until then, we must travel.
0: Back to the netherworld, go we.
1: Bye-bye.